Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, folks. So in this episode, we'll be continuing where we left off in the last episode, where I began reviewing the four phases along the timeline of migraine freedom. And in case you missed that episode, um, you can check it out, as well as all the other uh, replays of all the prior episodes at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment. Before we get to today's uh, topic, I wanted to announce that our next 30-day Keto Blast will be launching uh, on Saturday, October 7th, 2017. And for those who don't know, the Keto Blast is our 30-day challenge for people who've decided to plunge into the world of nutritional ketosis to see how it impacts all the domains of their health and well-being, including their migraines. And members of the challenge will receive a 30-day keto meal plan our guide to keto, along with our favorite tools and resources, as well as a private Facebook community for support and guidance. I think this is going to be our third Keto Blast Challenge, and we always have a great time with these. It's a wonderful way for us to connect with the members in our community, and uh, many folks who've gone through it have used it as a springboard to really accelerate their progression on the Migraine Freedom Timeline. In fact, I know of several folks who first started keto as part of the challenge and who've liked it so much that they've continued to stay keto since then. And you can learn more about it by going to mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash ketoblast, and that's where you can sign up for the next one as well, which, I, which again starts on October 7th. And that uh, link is also in the show notes. So if you want to take part, um, you can either uh, sign up directly for the challenge or uh, become a member of Migraine Everland, which grants you access to that challenge as well as unlimited access to any of our uh, 30-day challenges now and in the future, along with all the other resources that come with being a member, uh, including the brand new Beast Slayer Training Academy, um, a new resource that I'm really excited about and I'll talk more about in the future. Um, so you can learn more about Migraine Everland at uh, mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash end of migraine. And that's also linked in the show notes. So now uh, it's time to celebrate our Beast Slayer of the Week. And in each episode of the Miracle Moment, we highlight somebody in our Migraine Miracle community who's recently dealt a mighty blow to the beast. And uh, this week, our Beast Slayer of the Week is Laura. So... This was posted again in our uh, Migraine Miracle Facebook group, uh, and she said, I joined Dr. T's group and read his book uh, for the same reason. Due to my horrible migraines, I quit my teaching job. My migraines put me in bed for 48 to 72 hours. Since starting in January, I've had six migraines, all due to eating something with gluten in it, and I've lost 45 pounds. You're going to be so happy that you started this journey. So this was a, a comment on someone else's uh, post and, and a comment of encouragement and inspiration. So once again, uh, Laura has experienced an incredible transformation here uh, since going on the plan. So prior to doing so, uh, her migraines were so bad uh, that she had to quit her teaching job to where she's, now, uh, she's gone nearly 10 months uh, with only uh, six migraines now and all of those uh, originating with a cheat meal with gluten. 
And as you know, uh, eliminating gluten is one of the key elements of the plan, and I'll be reviewing uh, its special importance uh, for the migraineur in a subsequent episode. And on top of uh, those results with her migraines, she's also lost 45 pounds. So there's lots to like about uh, what she says here. Uh, First of all, She's totally flipped her life around, so whereas the beast was completely in control, forcing her to quit her job, uh, she's now taken that control back fully. And not only have her migraines gone way, way down, uh, but when the beast visits, she knows precisely why. So on the timeline of migraine freedom, she's moved from being solidly in phase one to being in what sounds like phase three. And one of the central differences between phase one and two and phase three and four which is highlighted uh, with her comments, is the feeling of reclaiming control of your life. One of the most distressing things that's so incredibly hard to deal with when it comes to migraine is this feeling that you no longer have control over your life, that every day is a roll of the dice and you don't know whether you'll feel okay to carry out your plans for the day, uh, including your work and family responsibilities, or whether those will be derailed entirely uh, by a visit from the beast. So it makes it incredibly hard to set goals and to accomplish the things that you want to get done and to live the life that you want to lead. Um, So I can't overemphasize how important that is just from a psychological standpoint. And in my mind, it's the single greatest benefit to the plan and from moving out of phase two and into phase three, which we'll talk more about here in a minute. So um, Laura is now back in control and I imagine is feeling like she has uh, a new lease on life. And second of all, she mentions that she's lost 45 pounds. So early on when you're in phase one and two, you're focused naturally primarily on the beast. Uh, Not having recurrent debilitating head pain is top priority. But once that starts to fade and you start taking back control, you then have the opportunity to shift your focus to other things. And by this time, you're starting to realize how powerful an impact changing the way you live and the way you eat can be because it can have this dramatic an impact on something as powerful and horrible as migraines. You know, imagine what else it might can do in other aspects of your life. And as I've said before, the migraine miracle plan is just the framework for winning. It isn't, isn't just the framework for winning the battle for against the beast. It's also the framework for maximizing the chances of a life well lived free of the chronic illnesses that are so common nowadays. And as Laura's story illustrates, the plan is not only the best strategy for getting rid of excess body fat, it's also the best way to keep that off over the long term without ever having to do things like count calories. In fact, it's so effective at shedding excess body fat that I actually get more questions about how to gain weight while eating this way than how to lose it. Um, So much so that I wrote an entire article on that topic, uh, which I'll uh, put a link to in the show notes. So that's another of the many added benefits that come from making this change. And I can tell you from personal experience that all of these positive changes continue to accumulate. And realigning your life in ways that are appropriate for a human will impact every aspect of, of your own life, which is something I'll be touching on today. Uh, as we uh, review phases three and four on the timeline of migraine freedom. And for more success stories, uh, you can head over to beastslayers.com. There you can also uh, download the Migraine Miracle Guide to getting started with the plan. 
So briefly, uh, in, to review uh, last episode, we talked about uh, phases one and two on the timeline of migraine freedom, along with the key things to do to progress to the next phase on the timeline. So once again, if you missed that episode, you can find it in all prior episodes at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment. And if you're watching or listening right now and you're in phase one or two, I think you'll still get a lot out of this episode as it'll give you a glimpse of what lies ahead and the things that are possible that may still seem impossibly far away. We've seen so many people now who've gone from phase one to four by using the Migraine Miracle Plan and who look back now and can't believe how far they've come. And you have the opportunity to follow in those footsteps. So the third phase on the Migraine uh, uh, miracle uh, f- uh, on the um, migraine freedom timeline we refer to as the refine phase. It's named uh, this because typically the primary focus for someone in phase three is refining the new behaviors that they started in phases one and two. And generally someone in phase three is going to have four or fewer headache days per month. And generally when they do occur, uh, you know what's brought them on and the medication, if there is one that's taken uh, to relieve them, usually works. Someone in phase three is so close to the promised land they can taste it. Your brain is likely healed um, from the bulk of the damage from migraine drugs and your efforts are now focused on continuing to strengthen your three pillars of protection against the beast, which we've discussed previously. By this point, you've probably eliminated nutrient-poor, toxin-rich foods from the diet, have tamed rebound headaches, and are becoming a fat-burning machine. And having, so, having worked so hard to repair the damage from the migraine drugs, like many, you might be terrified by the prospect of taking them again, so you may be looking harder than ever to find more ways to end a migraine without them, which we've talked about in previous episodes. And that's not to say that there won't be a time when taking one is a necessary evil, but that said, every headache you get through without doing so should be celebrated as a big victory. So the keys and the top priorities for folks in phase three are to first and foremost stay on the train that brought you this far, uh, meaning continuing those core set of diet and lifestyle behaviors that brought you out of phase one and phase two, which are eliminating rebound by minimizing abortive medications, establishing the uh, ability to, to easily burn stored body fat by getting the refined carbohydrates out of the diet, and avoiding the mismatched foods and behaviors that overwhelm our brain's ability to maintain homeostasis or stable conditions inside the body, which is a problem of special importance to the migraineur. And phase three can be a good time to continue to strengthen these three pillars. One way to do so is to add in regular physical activity if that's not something you're already doing. So remember that Our fundamental goal for establishing good health and protection from migraines is to minimize the gap between our current habitat or living environment and the natural habitat of a human. And a wild human spends a good bit of time, several hours per day typically, moving his or her body, usually in the form of walking. So for the typical person who doesn't have any specific athletic goals, Our general framework for movement should be regular low-level physical activity, so in the form of regular walks or other types of low-intensity movement, either as part of your workday or, if not, as a 30-minute or longer walk each day. And 
if you can do that walk outside in the morning, then you can achieve a triple whammy. You can get your physical activity. You can get a dose of sunlight early in the day, which is great for setting your sleep-wake cycle, which is also something very important for the migraineur. And you'll get all the benefits we know that come from spending time outside in nature. So improvements in stress and cortisol levels, along with the sunshine on the skin for vitamin D production, and so on. And then in addition, we also want to make sure we're developing and maintaining a degree of muscular fitness, which is also essential for good health. And doing that would mean doing some form of resistance exercise, meaning moving your body against some type of weight to work the muscles, doing so a couple of times per week. And the resistance here can be as simple as your own body weight. And for those of you who don't do any such thing uh, presently, a great way to get started is with the uh, New York Times uh, seven-minute um, workout. And uh, there are now even smartphone apps that will guide you through that workout. Um, so that's a nice way to kind of ease yourself into doing some resistance work. And I'll be talking more about exercise and migraine in subsequent episodes because it's such an essential and powerful uh, intervention uh, and also one that has an extra level of nuance for people with migraines. And beyond our sedentary uh, indoor lifestyle, the other area where we so often deviate from the natural habitat of a human is in the realm of sleep and the structure of our sleep and wake cycles. It's practically impossible to overemphasize the importance of sleep, and few areas of modern life are further removed from the world of our ancestors than our day-night cycles. So with no light bulbs to light their dwellings after dark, our well-rested ancestors had no choice but to rise when the sun came up and sleep when it went down. And that's our natural rhythm, and it's the one that our brain expects. And scores of biological processes, including things like hormone release, are directly tied to those day-night cycles. Yet, with indoor lighting and the light from screens that are bombarding our retina all hours of the day, we're constantly screwing around with those cycles. If you've ever been um, camping for an extended period, then you've probably experienced what it's like when all of your biological rhythms are in sync like they're supposed to be. It's really a glorious feeling and another illustration of how we don't even recognize the impact of all these deviations that uh, modern life has imposed on our bi biology until we remove them and we get a glimpse of what it's really supposed to feel like to be a human. And so reconnecting as close as possible with this natural sleep pattern is undoubtedly one of the best things you can ever do for yourself. The beast loves a sleep-deprived brain, but fears a well-rested one. And sleep will definitely be a focus of one or more future episodes. And then in phase three, like in phase two, can also be a good time to consider nutritional ketosis. So I touched on uh, ketosis in the last episode, so I won't go into too much depth here. But as I mentioned last week, uh, nutritional ketosis, which means stimulating the production of ketones in the liver through diet, is emerging as a powerful weapon against a host of neurological disorders, including migraine. And we have many people in our community, myself included, who've used it to great effect for their migraines. But as I discussed before, unless you've already been low-carb for an extended period of time, perhaps a month or more, 
it can uh, often be too much of a shock to the system to do this right from the start or in phase one. But as you eliminate processed and carb-rich foods and your body adapts to that change, it can be a powerful to tool to, to uh, fortify your protection against the beast even further. And as I mentioned uh, earlier uh, in the episode, we're going to be starting our next 30-day Keto Blast Challenge on October 7th. So for those who are interested in this uh, and giving it a go but feel a bit overwhelmed <clears throat> by it all and like the idea of having some support and guidance along the way, I think this is a great option. And you can learn more about the challenge um, at MyMigraineMiracle.com forward slash Keto Blast. And then... <clears throat> Phase three can also be a good time to experiment with intermittent fasting. So like nutritional ketosis, intermittent fasting is gaining increasing acceptance as another component of a healthy lifestyle and yet another way we can bring our lives closer in line to our natural habitat. And uh, doing this also appears to confer some of the same benefits as a ketogenic diet like protection against cancers, uh, protection against degenerative brain disorders, and aging. And it's also a really effective strategy for maintaining ideal uh, body fatness and composition. And I do it essentially every day, as do many of our members now. And I've also used it with great success to end a migraine attack, which I've touched on previously. And this is a uh, topic I'll cover again in subsequent episodes, um, in, in particular all of the uh, uh, emerging benefits uh, that we're learning about it. So I won't cover um, too much about more about it here. But the basic principle with uh, intermittent fasting is to restrict eating to a certain time window during the day, typically uh, six to eight hours. So in other words, you get your food in during those eight, uh, six to eight hours and then don't eat for the re remaining 16 or 18 hours during the day. <clears throat> so that's the fasting window. And the best time to have that eating window is while the sun is up. Um, as another way that our brain regulates our day-night cycle is by when we eat. So our brain naturally expects us to eat when the sun is out. So that's another cue it uses to regulate our day-night cycle. And that means that eating at night disrupts that cycle or disrupts that internal clock. And we're learning more and more about how doing that can negatively impact our health. So intermittent fasting will also further enhance your metabolic flexibility or your efficiency at burning stored body fat. So it's another way as well of building up that pillar of protection against migraine. So those are kind of the core areas of focus for someone in phase three, which means that it's time now to talk about da, 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 phase four. So phase four is uh, referred to as optimized, as the optimized phase. So someone in phase four has been migraine free for a month or more, or if they have gotten a migraine in the last month, it happened after a cheat meal, and so they knew what brought it on. And then if they do end up taking a medication uh, for migraine, it works well. So in phase four, now that the high impact behaviors for, for slaying the beast have become a uh, routine, phase four is the time to add on behaviors that will further optimize your long-term health and protection from chronic illness, as well as those that can deepen your connection to the world and the people around you. As I've said, 
Our fundamental goal is to reduce the gap between our natural habitat and our current habitat. And what you've already done to get to phase four, you've narrowed that uh, gap considerably by reducing or eliminating the modern drugs that damage our brain's pain and pleasure system, eliminated the foods that lead to inflammation and disruptive metabolism, and you've realigned yourself uh, with the natural world and its rhythms. So overall, if you've hit phase four, you've likely significantly reduced the day-to-day -day homeostatic burden on the brain, and the return on those efforts is a life that's now essentially free from the beast, filled with boundless energy and a renewed appreciation of the gift of being on this planet. And now you're looking to direct all that newfound energy somewhere and to put this new lease on life that you feel to further use and to build a life that fully realizes your potential as a human being and all of the gifts that that encompasses. So when you reach phase four, your focus naturally begins to shift towards realizing or optimizing your full potential as a human by amplifying the amount of creativity, connection, and contribution in your life. So things that may have once seemed very far off when your life was controlled by the beast. And so key priorities for those in phase four, as well as some additional areas for further explanation are number one, as always, uh, continuing to strengthen the three pillars of protection uh, against migraine. So building your resilience uh, to the beast even further. And then beyond that, there are several things you can do uh, to take things to the next level. One of those things is uh, physical activity and play. So I discussed earlier, talking about phase three, about the importance of establishing some routine of physical activity. But here in phase four can be a good time to take that even further. So to not just move your body as something you begrudgingly do in the name of better health, but something that's fully integrated into your life and that you look forward to and seek out. And I guarantee that almost every single person can find an activity that involves moving their body that they enjoy, whether it's a sport or some kind of uh, group class or whatever. And even better if it is something that's done with others, as then you'll be combining two really powerful forces, which are physical activity and social connection. And I should add that uh, physical activity doesn't have to be structured in any way. So as children, we moved our bodies all the time, and seldom was it uh, in the form of any kind of structured activity. And then many of us stop playing as adults, and there's abundant evidence that we do so to our detriment. Uh, in fact, the, the benefits of bringing a spirit of play to all aspects of your life I don't think can be overemphasized. And we're um, creatures designed for movement, and it's supposed to be something we find pleasurable. And if you want to get some uh, really good ideas for how to incorporate play and movement into your life, my friend Daryl Edwards' uh, Primal Play program is a really great resource which you can find at primalplay.com. And if you ever happen to have the opportunity to take one of Daryl's classes in person, and especially goes for you folks in the UK, I can't recommend them highly enough. So that's a definitely a, a resource to check out. And then another thing that people in Phase 4 uh, can do to take things to the next, next level are to explore traditional methods of food prep, prep preparation. So if you've reached phase four, you probably now fully realize that one of the most essential parts of reclaiming health in our modern era is severing our dependence on others for preparing our food. 
So food is the central element to our health. And the last thing we want to do is outsource that responsibility to a corporation whose primary objective is to make a profit, not to provide you with nourishing food. So chances are by this time, you've not only forged a richer connection to the food you eat, but are looking to take things a step further by trying your hand at traditional methods of food preparation. And so that includes things like grinding your own sausage or fermenting your own kimchi, curing your own bacon, canning your own vegetables. So doing these sorts of things, you get to both connect with some ancient human traditions and make delicious food. And then phase four can also be a good time to become a little more intentional about your uh, sourcing or where your food comes from. So how many of your meats, fruits, and vegetables can you get from a local farm? And how many from places that are using organic methods for growing and cultivation of their crops? And then can you source your meat from a local farm where their animals are, are well-treated and raised humanely, where they too are leading lives and eating foods that are appropriate for their species? And if you don't already, you may also decide in phase four to start growing some of your own food with like a vegetable garden. So uh, in addition, if you haven't already done so in the earlier phases, uh, phase four can also be a time to explore nutritional ketosis or intermittent fasting. Um, or if you've already done those sorts of things, continue to refine those methods and figure out how they best integrate into the ebb and flow of your life. And then beyond all of that, phase four is a time to create and to learn and to grow. If you've made it this far, then chances are you're a curious and action-oriented person, and you don't believe that learning should stop when school ends. So don't stop. Keep up with the latest information in the field of ancestral health. Uh, dig deeper and geek out on the things that interest you most. So I've seen I've seen my share of folks uh, in my practice who've lived into their 90s and beyond uh, in very good health. And so I'm always picking their brain to find out their secret. And if I had to single out the one unifying trait that they all possessed, it would be curiosity, hands down. And while our modern world may not always align with our ancient biology, there's no question that we currently live in the golden age when it comes to nurturing our curiosity. So stay curious and keep learning, and then use what you've learned to create. So write things, make stuff. Taking new ideas that arise in our mind and making them real is one of the defining features of our species. And it's even better if you can find ways to share those creations with others in ways that make their life better too. So humans are natural creators. And you've got the most sophisticated tool for creation sitting inside your skull that the world has ever known. So make the most of it. And then lastly, phase four is a time to share your story with others who so desperately need to hear it. There's no greater thrill than using what you know to change another person's life for the better. And having made it to phase four, you likely possess a wealth of knowledge that could transform another person's life as you have your own. Not to mention that your story itself can be a huge source of inspiration for others. So share that story. Be an ambassador and lead by example. And keep showing those around you that there's an alternative to the conventional way of doing things that, often, that all too often leads to lives of misery and unrealized potential. It seems like every day now we're hearing about another person in our Migraine Miracle community 
um, who's made the journey all the way from phase one to phase four, several of whom came in naturally skeptical that this sort of thing was possible, and who are now coming back to share their journey and provide encouragement to folks who are back in the beginning stages where they once were and who are in need of a jolt of inspiration. And it's really one of the great things about our species that because we are the most social animals on the planet and because we are the most creative animals on the planet, that we are wired up from birth to not only derive immense joy and fulfillment from creating things and doing things that make other people's lives better, but for that to actually make us healthier and more resilient. In other words, it's a biological truth that the best way to help yourself is to help someone else. So that, with that, we'll conclude uh, this overview of the four f phases on the timeline to migraine freedom, which means that it's now time for the Primal Provisions Pick of the Week. So for those of you who don't know, Primal Provisions is our weekly meal planning service where every Saturday we send out a migraine miracle meal plan along with recipes for all the meals, grocery lists, and prep day instructions for people who want to prepare their meals for the week in advance. So it's a really easy way of getting started with the migraine miracle plan, especially the food part, as it takes all of the planning and decision making off the table, saving you time and anxiety, and ensures, ensures that you'll have delicious meals to eat throughout the week. And so this week, our pick is the cracked pepper prime rib with horseradish cream. So this was something we tried for the first time uh, a few weeks ago, and of course it was so good that we included it in a recent Primal Provisions menu. And for those of you who don't like uh, spending a ton of time in the kitchen, you'll be pleased to find out that this one is super easy to prepare. So in terms of the return you get on the time invested in preparation, uh, this particular uh, recipe is hard to beat. It's also a really good one to make if you're hosting family or friends uh, who will think you're a culinary genius. And it's also a great thing to make at the beginning of the week and then continue to eat as uh, leftovers. We oftentimes eat a salad with some sort of protein on top for our first meal of the day, and uh, this can make a great salad topper uh, throughout the week. So you can uh, get that recipe at mymigrainmiracle.com forward slash prime rib, um, or you can click, click the link in the show notes. And if you go there, you'll be able to download the full recipe as a PDF, uh, which you can print out uh, if you'd like to use while cooking. All right, so now it's about time to conclude this week's episode. Once again, uh, we'll be back next uh, Wednesday at 2.30 with another episode. And just as a reminder, you can find and download the Ultimate Guide to Migraine Freedom, which covers the phases of migraine freedom that I've talked about here at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash migraine hyphen freedom. And that's also linked in the show notes. And also, as I mentioned before, our next Keto Blast launches October 7th, and we'd love to have you a part of it. So you can find out more and you can register at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash Keto Blast. And also remember that you can find all the prior episodes of The Miracle Moment at mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash moment. <clears throat> and I should also add that the podcast version of The Miracle Moment is also now available. So if you'd like to listen to these episodes on the go while you're commuting in your car or working around the house, um, you can find them by searching for The Migraine Miracle Moment on the iTunes podcast app 
or on anything else uh, you use to download and listen to podcasts. And the links uh, to the um, podcast episodes are also on the, uh, the Moment page on the website. All right, so thanks so much for watching and listening today. Um, have a wonderful rest of the day, and go slay the beast. Thank you.